Wait. What'd you just say? That's not Jerry. What? Yeah, of course it is. That's that's him. It's not. It is. It's not. How do you know? How do I know? I've met him. You've met Jerry? Yes. When? Mike, who is that? Well, fuck, I... I don't know. I, uh... But she stopped herself and shook her head. He doesn't look familiar? He doesn't. She bent down, looked the man over. What's wrong with his hand and arm? I don't know. I figured a birth defect or it could be something else. Like what? I had some thoughts on that, but I didn't want to share them right now. Just something else. She grabbed his good arm and checked his pulse. A moment later, she shook her head and stood. Oh, man. I need to call Jean. No! What? Don't do that. Mike, this person is dead. We need to get the police here. The police? Yeah. The police. That would actually be a good idea. Uh, okay, but, uh... What happened to him? She was looking over his body. He was shot. Shot? Jesus, by who? But my mind was focused on the police. I would love the chance to explain it to them. Hey, uh, Amber. Yeah? If you call Jean and ask for the police, can you... Can you not mention me? Mike, you don't think you should be the one to tell them. We don't know who this guy is, and you said he was shot? How? By who? We need to let them know. I... I get it. But you don't understand what's going on. No, I don't. Amber looked really confused. Good. I wasn't alone. Please. Mike, I don't understand what's happening here. And I don't know who this man is. But we need to tell someone. This is serious. She pulled the radio from her waistband and clicked the button, but didn't utter a word. Her determination seemed to soften. She now looked unsure. She slowly pulled her left thumb off the button, lowered the radio, and took a couple steps towards me. What? You're really pale. Yeah, well, it's been a rough couple days. And I don't feel so good. And suddenly, without warning, possibly with everything finally catching up to me, I blacked out. Seven Lamp Productions presents Tower Four, Season Three, Episode One The Police. fluttered. <sighs> Eventually I was able to force them open, but what was I looking at? Blue ripples? A polyester roof? <clears throat> oh, what the... Oh, good. You're awake. Yeah. Where... But then I understood. We were in a small pop-up tent. Amber was sitting beside me with a book open. I couldn't see the title, but I saw the author, Nicholas Sparks. 
Amber, with what looked like embarrassment, quickly shut it and put it to her side. See, I read. But I didn't care about her book. Bypassing the time. Well, I couldn't bring my puzzle here. Not that it matters. I finished it yesterday. Amber, where are we? I was staring out the tent flaps that were slowly blowing in the breeze. She didn't have the door zipped up and I could see the trail a few feet up. We're just off Windbalk. I tried dragging you back to the tower, but I didn't take more than five steps before I realized that was a ridiculous plan. Because I'm heavy? No, it's just way too far. Our eyes met and she smirked a little. And yeah, your ass ain't light. <laughs> she shoved her book into her backpack and stretched. <sighs> so instead I decided to go back to the tower and gather some things, including this tent. I wasn't sure how long you'd be out. Oh, what time is it? She spun her forest green cloth banded watch so I could see. Five. How long was I out? A few hours. Oh. Get good sleep? No dreams, no nightmares. I guess that's good. How do you feel? Same as before, just a little less tired now. She nodded and looked out at the trail. I could tell she was uneasy. And so was I. Uh, Amber, did you... No, I didn't call Jean. Oh. Happy? I mean, yeah, I guess. I don't care if you contact him, I just... I know. You don't want him to know you're here. Right. <sighs> Mike, you're really putting me in a bad spot. For the entire time you've been out, I've done nothing but pace. I mean, I came in here to take a break and try to calm my nerves, but I couldn't get through one page of my book because of you and everything you said. This man was shot? If that's the case, the police need to be here. I know. And I... I mean... Shit! What if the person who shot him shows up? I've been on guard this whole time, ready for anything, but all I have is a damn hunting knife. She slid it from under her pack to show me. He won't. What? The man who shot him won't show. He was shot too. What? By who? By Jerry. Or who I thought was Jerry. They shot each other. <sighs> There's so much to unpack. Are we in danger? I don't know. We can't let that guy's body stay out there. I know. We have to tell Jean and we have to get the police here. I agree. Yet she didn't reach for the radio. What is it, Amber? I just want to know what's going on. I mean, look at you. I held up my arms, inspecting all the bruises and cuts. I couldn't imagine what my face and the rest of my body looked like. Amber, everything I said was true. Even the part about... Hearing mine and Jean's conversations? Yes. She looked away a moment, but I couldn't tell if it was a sign of guilt or hurt. She suddenly climbed out of the tent and looked around. I think at this point I could lean more towards hurt. She took a moment to survey the woods and then put her hands on her hips. Well, like I said, I didn't call Jean yet. I've been keeping an eye out for anything or anyone, but so far the body remains untouched. I can see it. I'm still fucking nervous and I want to know everything. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what else to do. No one trains you for this and it wasn't really in the job description. <sighs> I took a moment to gather my thoughts. Eventually our eyes met and I could tell she was looking for me to say something. I think the best thing to do right now would be to report the body. 
Gene, you copy? Gene, you there? Amber paced in front of me as I stood staring at the photo of the red-headed girl. My eyes slowly moved back and forth between the photo and the body of this man who apparently wasn't Jerry this whole time. It wasn't him. Gene, pick up. Hey, Amber. Gene's in the bathroom. Is it urgent? Oh, hey, Maria. Yeah, it is. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll go bang on the door. My heart was beating rapidly, waiting for his response. Eventually, Amber came over to me to also look at the photo. That his wife? I don't know. She looked toward the dead body. Oh, well, I don't see a ring. Maybe a girlfriend? Amber took a few steps toward the nearest tree and leaned against it, staring into the woods. You came from Site 4, right? Yeah. Where's the other body? There? Yeah. She turned to me, probably sensing I wasn't really paying attention. You're not worried. About what? About everything? Yeah, I am. That's why I want to get the cops here. Although... Although, you think they may have just as hard a time believing you as me. Possibly, but it's not lost on me. You know, I, I get how all this sounds, but now, well, now I have proof. I motioned to the body. Sure, yeah. I think the bigger issue is what will happen when Gene gets the news. You don't trust him, but do you have any reason not to? He's lied before. We all lie sometimes, Mike. You've never lied before? It depends on what the lie is. Like my physical description? Sure, but I wouldn't put that on par with Gene. What proof do you have that he lied? I looked down at the crease in my arm where I pulled the tracker out. I was about to mention it to Amber when... Amber, you there? What's so urgent? Hey, so... I was walking on the trail, not too far from my tower, and I find a... Well, I find a fucking dead body, Gene. Uh, you there? Oh, Jesus. Sorry, that just caught me off guard. A dead body. That's right. A man. He looks like he's been shot. She stared at me as she talked. God, um, you sure he's dead? He's dead. I checked his pulse. Is it a hiker? I don't know, but I don't see a backpack or anything. Where are you exactly? About two miles southeast of the tower. On Windwalk? Yeah. What are you doing on the trail? Is that really important, Gene? I just told you about a man who's been shot. Uh, okay, you're right, you're right. Alright, listen up, Amber. I want you to go back to your tower, okay? I don't want you to stay there any longer. Maria's been listening and she's already on the phone with the police. Get back to your tower, lock your door. Understand? I'll call you in a bit to check up and ask any questions the police might have. Let's not take any chances on your safety. Yeah, okay. Good. And actually, Amber? Yeah? Call me when you get back to the tower to let me know you're safe. Copy. She slid the radio on her waistband and walked back over to me. That go the way you thought? But I shrugged. Because I wasn't sure what I expected. See, Mike, you can trust me. Now, come on, let's get out of here.
felt wrong leaving his body there, but now it was time to wait for the police. As we got closer to the tower, I got nervous. What's wrong, Mike? I can't go up there. What? Why? It could be bugged. You think my tower is... bugged? Possibly. I rubbed my arms nervously, thinking about the tiny tracker. Amber, can I see something? But I didn't wait for an answer. I grabbed her arms and pulled her close. I ran my hand over her bicep and forearm, rubbing my thumb along the crease. Feeling. Hey, uh, this is a little invasive, don't you think? I switched to the other arm. Mike? Uh, Mikey? I felt nothing. Hmm. I let her go and took a step back. Jeez, next time buy me a drink first. I want to see your radio. Okay. I flipped the thing over, inspecting every inch, pulled off some makeshift tape and popped out the charging battery, inspected the pack and the grooves in the back. Nothing. You want to shine a flashlight in my mouth and check my tonsils too? I know I'm acting weird, but I, I can't go up there. So you're going to stay out here. Don't you want to see my puzzle? 5,000 pieces. Sorry, but I can't. Seriously. I'll be fine. But I want to talk. We still can, but down here. I stood by the fire pit on the north side of Tower 3 while waiting for Amber to return. She went to put the tent and backpack away and to make some coffee. <sighs> I stared at the radio on the opposite wood bench. After informing Jean she was safe, she left it here so I could trust she wouldn't make any secret calls. She really was going out of her way to gain my trust. And I appreciated it. Any word from Jean? No, nothing yet. Amber walked up with two mugs. She also carried a black bag under her arm. Here you are. Seattle's best. I took the mug but noticed an unusual aroma. What flavor is this? It's a breakfast blend. I didn't get any breakfast blends. Sorry. I also didn't get a fire pit. You also didn't get any... Banana chips. She held up the black bag with a sliced banana on the front. I know you said you aren't that hungry, but you really should eat something. That's a big bag. Well, I have a big appetite. She opened the bag, took a handful out, and then passed the bag to me. She then made her way to the opposite bench. Thanks. She pushed the radio aside to sit, then began snacking. I too sat, placing the coffee on the bench beside me. By the way, I'm a nervous eater, so I may go through this whole bag before we're done talking. I forced a smile, then shoved a chip in my mouth. Good, right? Mmm, good. We sat there just eating and trying our best not to awkwardly lock eyes. But eventually I think the silence got the best of Amber. 
After eating her second handful, she wiped her hands on her pants and leaned up. Okay, Mikey. Apparently, I have to take the lead. Sorry, I was just thinking about the last couple days. <laughs> After all that, here I am, sitting with you, eating banana chips like everything's normal. I don't feel that way. No? No. You being here, under the circumstances, is quite abnormal. But you have to start filling me in, or I'm going to devour that whole bag. Okay. But I'm going to need something from you first. You got coffee. I need you to be open-minded. All right? She took a moment. Bit her lip. Okay. <sighs> Where do I start? At the beginning. I did. We went over everything that I could remember, even things I mentioned to her previously. Now it was like she was looking at it from a whole new perspective. I was no longer this unknown entity living 50 miles away. I had a face. I had a purpose for being here as she waited to hear back from Jean. And that was the first time you met this person that you thought was Jerry? Yeah, and where I thought he was living. But did he ever say his name? Thinking back on it, no. I guess I just assumed because I saw his handwriting. It looked like the same chicken scratch I found in that journal. I told her about everything. All the way up to the bunker. She was so intrigued that she was actually leaning so close to me I thought she might fall into the pit. But you heard me. At the top of the ramp I could. That's when we talked about the tremors and the fire. Right, the fire. What happened with that? I don't know. But I think the dead body is taking precedence right now. As it should. <sighs> Amber leaned back and stared past the tower. How is something like a bunker out here? I mean, I've never seen anything like that. Or heard anything. Granted, I guess a secret bunker would most likely be... secret. Jerry, or whoever, knew of it. How about this? Can we give him a different name? Who? The non-Jerry? Uh, um... Okay, what? I don't know. How about NJ? NJ? Non-Jerry. Oh. No good? That's oh, fine. So NJ knew about the bunker but couldn't find it. It wasn't until we followed the cart tracks that we located the boulders that were acting as a door. NJ made sure he was seen in the camera by his cave. That's when they went after him and I snuck in. I told her all about the entrance and the big steel doors, the alarms, the fluorescent lights, and the escape. Now she looked less intrigued and was staring at the ground. Was she having trouble taking all this in? Amber? Sorry, I'm still listening. I just... I feel bad for the way I talked to you last night. Don't worry about it. it doesn't matter now. But she reluctantly nodded. I then told her about how I tried to tell her all this stuff after our back-and-forth therapist talk. I never heard you. I figured. 
That's when the classical music kicked in. Again. I never heard that either. And at that point, you had to be closer to my tower than yours. Sure, I guess. Then what? I downed the rest of my coffee. Then I found the cart overturned. This guy, Lance, was hurt bad. He started mentioning... <coughs> Shit! Amber, you copy? Well, that made me jump. But I remained quiet while she grabbed the radio. Go ahead, Jean. Sorry it took so long to get back to you, but boy, it's been a whirlwind. The police are here now, came in from Jackson. We're getting the chopper ready. Nash is going to fly us out. We're going to land by you and then head up the trail. Okay, are you going to need an escort? No, no escort. I want you to stay in your tower. You hear me? Sure, Jean, but shouldn't I talk to the cops at some point? I'm the one who found the body. Don't worry. Me and the deputy are going to come to you. He's got questions. The rest of the team will deal with the body. They just don't want any extra traffic to that area. It is a crime scene. Okay. And I shouldn't mention this, but I wouldn't be too worried. Why? Because they have a pretty good idea what happened. They do? Oh, yeah. Now it was me leaning forward, about to fall into the pit. I don't know if you heard a bunch of gunshots last night and early this morning, but I guess some crazy hog hunters came traipsing through, thought they'd do a little illegal hunting. Well, apparently, one of them came forward. Call just came in for the sheriff. This guy showed up at the station not more than 20 minutes ago, saying they think they saw a man in the woods. Anyway, long story short, they think they mistook him for a wild hog. They couldn't find the guy to help, so that's why they ended up reporting it. Amber looked to me. I didn't say anything, but I shook my head and mouthed the word, bullshit. That's, uh, crazy, Gene. Tell me about it. I mean, these guys are probably looking at manslaughter charges. But just to be safe, we're going to have you stay in your tower. I'll call you when we're close. Okay. And as of right now, that whole section of the forest will be closed to hikers and anyone else. So if you see anyone, report it to me ASAP. Okay. And when you can, tell Mike too. If he sees anyone, he needs to report it in. Okay, yeah, I'll tell him. Thanks, Amber. We'll be there in about 30 minutes. Over and out. Bullshit, huh? That's right. Convenient, the hog hunters reported not long after you discovered the body. <laughs> I decided to jump right back into my story. Anyway, the injured man by the cart had his face bashed in by these weird, scrawny, disfigured people. Think NJ's arm looked weird? You should have seen these guys. After they killed him, they chased me. I took a moment to glance around the woods, realizing just how exposed we were and had been this whole time. And? It wasn't until a helicopter flew overhead that they ran off. Scared, I guess. Oh. What? I knew I heard a helicopter. Jean told me I must have been dreaming. That it was probably just the storm. It was a helicopter. The assholes ran off and so did I. Then early this morning I saw one of those people get shot. Some guy decked out in tactical gear did it. Shot him dead and then came after me. NJ saved my life. Shot and killed the man, but in turn was shot himself. That's what brought us here. Everything Jean just said was a lie. She nodded. Was she finally believing me? Okay, Mike. She grabbed the banana chips bag and started chowing down. What do we do now? We? Yeah, I'm a part of this. That may be true, but I always wondered to what extent. <sighs> Come on, Mike. 
Well, since Gene's coming here with the deputy, I guess keep them busy. It seems like he wants to keep you distracted while the others inspect the body anyway. So then, what are you going to do? I'm going to go wait by the body. If I can, I want to talk to the cops alone. No Gene. And no me. Just alone. She seemed hurt. What did she expect? What if they think you're in on all this? It doesn't matter. I need to tell them my story without anyone else interfering. You really don't trust Jean, do you? You haven't told me why. Can I ask you what you heard over the radio when Jean and I were conversing? Not now. We don't have much time. But I want to... I mean, I need to clear some things up, Mike. Can you do it in two minutes? No. Then later, I need to get back to the body. I was so tired of walking. My whole body ached, but I had no other choice. I had to talk to the police, alone if possible. I made my way back to NJ's body, and there he was. For some reason, I was still a little bit shocked to see his body still there. (laughs) All I kept thinking about on my way back was that missing bear carcass I saw heading back from Enos Lake. But nope, NJ's body was still there. The only difference being a couple of flies buzzing around his wound now. Amber gave me a sleeping bag pack, which I filled with a couple of granola bars, a bottle of water, and her hunting knife. I needed something else since my backpack was torn up and empty. My bow, without arrows, was essentially useless. But before I unpacked anything, I went to his body and sat next to it. I don't know who you are, or were... I guess it was my fault for not asking more questions. Although, would you have really answered them? Could you have? (sighs) The police are on their way. I'm going to tell them everything. Maybe they can help find your loved one. I reached in my pocket and pulled out two objects. One being the photo and the other being the little yellow keycard. I left this device out when recapping events with Amber. Felt kind of bad about it, but hey, there was stuff she still wanted to tell me. Things she said she wanted to clear up. So, both of us still had some secrets. After sitting with NJ for a good ten minutes, I realized I was way too antsy. I pocketed the photo and keycard and ended up pacing, biting my nails the whole time. My hands were dirty under my nails completely black. I could taste the grit, but I couldn't stop biting. Damn, I hadn't bit my nails out of nervousness in a long time. Years, but the anticipation was killing me. Would the police believe me? I didn't want to come off as a nut. Just take it easy, speak calmly, slowly, and try not to sound completely insane. If Amber could believe you, so could they. But did Amber believe me? 
or was she just putting on one hell of a show? And could I trust her? It didn't matter at this point. I put pretty much everything on the table. I was all in. Let's see if it'd pay off. cozy spot nestled just beside some small bushes. I couldn't see the helicopter, but they were close. It was only a matter of time now. <sighs> I grabbed the knife and attached it to my waistband. I was nervous to put this on. Like Amber said, what if they think I had something to do with his death? But after taking another look at NJ, I realized I'd rather take that chance. If it meant not winding up like him, just keep Gene busy, Amber, for as long as you can. The sun was now setting, just starting to disappear over the treetops. A whole hour had passed. What was taking so long? By the time they land, figure ten minutes to walk to the tower, maybe talk to Amber for five, ten minutes, and then here? Gene said a team would be heading this way anyway. He meant some kind of forensics team, right? Isn't time of the essence then? Even if they had a lot of equipment, they were taking a hell of a long time. But then I started wondering who investigates something like this. Some local department, or do they send somebody from a bigger city? Detectives? He mentioned Jackson. But then I heard something. Someone was approaching. But wait a second, it was coming from behind me. I could see them. Two men just around the bend, coming from the east. Was there a different path I wasn't aware of? Regardless, I took a deep breath and approached. Hello! They froze in place, obviously startled. They wore all black cargo pants, vests, sunglasses, and one of them carried a duffel bag. Who are you? The taller man on the right, who had a slight scar on his forehead, hovered his hand over his gun. No, wait, please. You a hiker? No, I, um, I've been waiting for you. You're police, right? The shorter, pale man on the left dropped the duffel bag and grabbed the taller man's arm, giving him a slight nod, as if to ease the tension. The man with the scar took his hand away from his gun and nodded understandingly. Yeah, we're cops. Who are you? My name is Mike Archer. I, I work out here, a fire lookout. In a tower? Yeah. Which one? Tower 
Four. What are you doing here? I need to talk to the police. I know what happened to this man. I motioned to the body. You do? Yes. I saw who attacked him. It wasn't any hog hunters. Hog hunters? As Jean said, my heart was beating rapidly. This wasn't going any way I expected. Things felt off. Uh, oh, right. Yes, well, that's what Mr. Marlowe told us. But we're still here to investigate. You're not supposed to be here. This is a crime scene. But Jean didn't tell you. What? Jean was told. A call came in for the sheriff. Ah, right. I couldn't believe it. I fell for it. Sir, do you have any weapons on you? The Pell man took a step forward, causing me to take a step back. Sir, easy there. We just need you to relax. What was that? Uh, a, a radio. Hey, you guys there yet? We're walking up. Who was that? The rest of the team. The forensics team. But I didn't believe that for one second. Let me see a badge. Identification. Sir, just relax. The man with the scar now approached, but I continued to back up. Sir, uh, Mike. Hey, what's going on here? I spun around to see two more men approaching, but they were coming from the small trail engine and I came up. From site four. What the fuck? Mike, just relax. The two men now stopped by the body. Mike? What the hell? Did this guy know me? No fucking way. As soon as one of the men by the body stepped out of the shadows and into the last light of the setting sun, I realized who it was. Fucking Kyle. The guy with the beeping watch I attacked on my first attempt out here. Kyle? Uh, guys? I was in trouble. I looked back and forth between the two sets of men. What do we do? We get Mike here to relax. But I wasn't relaxed. I pulled the hunting knife from its sheath. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What do we do? Back the fuck off, that's what you do! But they didn't. They all crept forward. Uh, guys? Just then, the man next to Kyle pulled his gun. No! The man with the scar raised his hand, which caught the attention of the man with the gun. And that's when I took the chance. Turned, and ran into the woods. Shit! What do we do? Get him! said you didn't hear any gunshots? No, I didn't. Just the helicopter. Amber, that had to be a dream. There were no supply drops, no fires, and we wouldn't send a helicopter out there in a storm. Okay, well, maybe it was a dream, but that's what I remember. I don't remember hearing any gunshots at night or in the morning. Okay. And you haven't heard anything since you got back to the tower? No, I came back here, made some coffee, and waited for you to arrive. I mean, the hunters wouldn't be around here at this time anyway. They reported earlier, didn't they? Yes, about a half hour before we left. Gene, I really don't know much else. It's fine. I think we have enough. Since I haven't heard anything from the sheriff, I'm thinking maybe we should check on the body. You think? How many came with you? What? 
How many cops are here? I didn't see anyone else. They were still gathering supplies from the helicopter, and uh, Nash was told to stay back. The sheriff radioed when I was outside. They're at the body already. We'll most likely have to get a few more people out here either later tonight or early morning, but we'll see how things are coming along once the sheriff reports in again. You hear that, Amber? There's going to be a lot of traffic in the area. Yeah, yeah, I got that. Are you staying around, Gene? Is there any need? No, no, we can take things from here. If we need anything, we'll let you know. And if we have any more questions for you, Miss Reed, we'll reach out. Amber, you need anything? Any supplies? Food? We can send some more out, especially if there's going to be consistent traffic in the area. No, I think I'm okay. <laughs> no banana chips? Looks like you powered through the last bag. Nervous eater. You're nervous? Shouldn't I be? I found a dead body, and you told me to come back to the tower for my safety. I know. Well, there's nothing really to worry about now, right? No, I don't believe so. Like you said, we had a report filed about the shooting. And, one of the guys at least, is being held in question at this time. Also, we'll have plenty of people in the area, and I, I think- Jesus! Sorry, uh, deputy? What are you doing here, Emil? We have a problem. It couldn't wait? He's here. He was by the body. We tried talking to him, but he ran. We lost him in the woods after he stabbed Bennett. What? And Aaron's missing. Amber, was Mike Archer here? Well, what? I don't know. I, I don't know what's going on. Amber, I need to know the truth. Don't play games. Did you see him? Did you talk to him? Was he here? Amber. Yes. He was here. Tower 4, written and edited by Robert M. Lamb. Starring Jack Austin as Mike, Gina Coyle as Amber, and Brian Messick as Gene. Co-starring Corey Pettit, Nick Keeney, Austin Medlin, Pacta, Bonesy Rather, and Stephen Rhodes. Music provided by Taco at soundcloud.com slash madebytaco. Additional tracks from pond5.com and artlist.io and Brett Wilkins at facebook.com slash wilkinsmusicfl If you enjoy Tower 4, visit 7lamb.com for more podcasts such as this one. Don't forget to rate and review and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at 7lamb Podcasts. And we want to give a special thank you to everyone who has donated via our website or on Patreon. We wouldn't be able to do this without you. So from everyone here at 7lamb, thank you. This has been a Seven Lamb production. Item number SCP-5186. SCP-7160. SCP-7533. Object class. Euclid. Keter. Safe. Special containment procedures. 
spreading across the hemisphere and kicking up vast amounts of ash and dust. But the only thing I could hear was 7219 laughing. Do you remember your name? Counseling. Appointment update. I feel them again. Heartland Counseling. Appointment update. They're in my ears! Heartland Counseling. Appointment update. Nobody understands! SCP Archives is a weekly fiction podcast. Each episode, we dive into the strange, the unknown, and the... Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at scparchives.com.